to talk to you about procuring your miracle. I was riding my bike, and when I say that, people think a bike. No, it's a bike. And so I'm riding my bike, and I'm coming. I know exactly where I was at on Taft Road. And Jonathan Melissa Hessler song, I don't even know what song they were singing, but Jonathan begins to sing basically prophetic words out. And he makes this statement as I'm writing, and I've heard the song before, but it just, boom. And it was, your child's not dead, she is just sleeping. And if you know scripture, I mean, you know where that's from. It's the story of Jairus, or Jairus, excuse me. Um, That's his brother. And so I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 8, and the companion text are in Matthew Um, 9 and in Mark 5. Jesus goes on the other side of the lake and crowds welcomed him because they had been waiting for him. Why? Because they heard he was a miracle worker and had seen miracles. If God begins to do what he wants to do at Vintage, we are moving because people will start saying, what is going on in that place? Then the man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, Notice that, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, only child, who was about 12 years old, was dying. Dad heart. Guys, think about it if you have a child. My granddaughter right now is 12, my oldest. Dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded crushing throng surrounded, pressed in on every side surrounded by the crowds. And a woman in the crowd who had suffered 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure. Mark says this, she suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years had spent everything to pay them and she had gotten no better. And matter of fact, Mark says she had gotten worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up from behind him through this crushing crowd, pushed through this crowd and said, I just want to touch his robe. For she thought if I can just touch the tassel on his rabbinical robe, I will be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped. 12 years, many doctors, immediately. That's a frame... A great word in Mark, you see it throughout Mark, immediately is one of those key words in Mark. And the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of their terrible condition. Jesus says, who touched me? Peter says in the Mark passage, you gotta be kidding me, Jesus. Look at the people around you and you ask who touched you? And he says, no, I know somebody touched me because I could feel the power, the anointing go out of me. I don't know if you've ever prayed for somebody and you know God's doing something. There's heat radiating from your hand. There's something taking place. You know that you know that you know God's doing something. Jesus felt this power go out. And when the woman realized she couldn't stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell on her knees in front of him. Same thing that Jairus did. And the whole crowd heard her explain why she touched him and she had immediately been healed. Daughter, he said to you, your faith has made you well, go in peace. Interruption of this miracle of Jairus' daughter. While he was speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus the leader of the synagogue, and told him, your daughter is dead. Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. 
But Jesus heard what had happened. He said to Jairus, he's talking to this woman. He hears this in the background and he turns to him and says, listen, don't be afraid, just have faith. She will be healed. And when they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anybody go in except Peter, James and John and the little girl's mother, which is key. The gospel always elevates the place of women and children wherever it goes, always, always. If you don't see that, it's not the gospel. And Jesus insisted that, excuse me, I'm way ahead of myself. And Jesus took the little girl by the hand. He said to them, she's not dead, she's just sleeping. And the crowd mocked her because they hired mourners. And why did they hire mourners? Because in a house where there's sickness, certain sicknesses, or if she had died, everybody in the house is unclean. So they paid people to come and mourn, literally. And the mourners started mocking Jesus, and he walks into the bedroom, and he says, little girl, in a loud voice, little girl, arise, and she got up. And then he turns to him and says, give her something to eat, and don't tell anybody what happened. I'm leaving. Bye. Incredible story. And out of that, what I felt like the Lord wanted, because I was going to teach something else this morning. And what I felt like the Lord last Saturday, I, I heard this. Your little girl's not dead. She is sleeping. And what I would believe the Lord wants, the word of the Lord to vintage, to everyone that's hearing this today, even on the podcast, the word of the Lord is this. Your miracle is not dead. It's sleeping. God is going, that was great, thank you for one of you. God is going to do something in your life that you have been asking him to do. You say, why do you know that, pastor? Because when God interrupts a bike ride to tell some people something and then changes a message, I believe God wants people to hear it. I believe God wants you to know. He is the ruler of the synagogue. How do we procure this faith to believe God that he wants to do something? How many have heard you gotta have faith? How many tried to whip up faith? How many tried to go, I'm gonna grow faith. I wanna believe God, I'm gonna believe God. It's like when somebody comes in and talks to me and I'm like, you're angry, aren't you? I'm so angry. You know, the veins are popping out. Grow faith, just grow faith. Come on, let's grow faith. How do you grow faith? You get into the word because faith comes by hearing. But this is what I love, this story. Two people desperate for God, they had faith by this. Jesus, help. That's the faith. Jesus, help. See, the enemy loves to take the word and twist it and make it something it's not. That somehow you've got to become more holy. You've got to become more righteous. You've got to read your Bible more. You've got to worship more. You've got to pray more. You know what worship does? Worship releases the supernatural. And I love this. Jairus fell at Jesus' feet before he asked for anything. Sometimes our prayer list is like, God, do this, 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 this. Thank you, I'm done. But real prayer is this, falling at his feet, letting God speak to you, and then you speaking that back to him, right? A confession of faith is what you've already heard. He is saying, Jesus, come to me. He is the leader of the synagogue. The Lord spoke this to my heart. He said, Gary, when people, when, when the CEO of the synagogue's daughter is on death's door, he doesn't care about being the synagogue's leader anymore. 
You gotta understand what took place. He would have been instantly excommunicated because he went to the false prophet and asked for help. He didn't care. God is bringing desperation in your life so that you can have faith to just say, help. So that you can just say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you to do something. That is faith. Faith sometimes is what we call, I need help. Can you say that? I need help. How many of you need help? I need help every day. You know, Pastor Greg said, I don't know where I'd be without him. I know where I'd be, either dead or in jail. True story. I was heading down a path that wasn't too righteous, but that's for another time. The woman with the issue of blood, completely unclean. What happened to her was this. When she began to bleed, she had to leave her family, go outside the home. She was excommunicated from any worship. This wasn't a monthly cycle, ladies. This was 12 years. Spent everything she had. Some of you this morning have spent everything you've had. Your energy, you've ran here, you've run there, and that's okay. I, I believe all healing. My father-in-law and brother-in-law are both doctors. I believe all healing. I don't care where it comes from. Whether it comes from a bottle, whether it comes from a chiropractor, it comes from an MD, it comes from somebody else, it comes from a masseuse, I don't care. All healing's from God. Because sickness is a result of the curse. And Jesus came to reverse the curse. But I want to tell you something. When you've spent everything you had and you're still bleeding, you can't even go to Thanksgiving dinner. You can't hang out with your kids. You can't hang out with your family. You can't go worship with them. You can't go even see the priest because you've done everything. She is bleeding for 12 years. This little girl is born, she starts bleeding. For 12 years she bleeds. For 12 years this little girl lives. And at the same time, Jesus comes to both of them. Why? Because they came to him. They were desperate for him. They were desperate for him. The word of the Lord is this. Your miracle is not dead. It's sleeping. You don't have to worry about being unclean anymore. I love that Jesus didn't say, why did you touch me? You're unclean. He just is like, who touched me? And then woman, come here. Come here. Your faith has made you whole. How many of you love Jairus's faith in this whole thing? I love this dude. You know why I love him? Because he never complains. We don't see him going, hey, lady, he was with me first. Get in line, right? He didn't say, hey, it's Baskin Robbins on a hot day. Get a number. It's not like get in line. I love the fact that he had such a heart for her and for him. Jairus is just like desperate for God. He knows something has happened. How many of you, you're walking down the road with Jesus? He's Agreed to come touch your sick daughter. You know if he touches your sick daughter, she's going to get well. That's the faith you have. And then this lady interrupts. We don't know how long this took. And at the tail end of what God is ministering to her, the word comes in that period of time, your daughter dies. How many of you want to, like, wait a minute, lady, you interrupted my miracle. What the heck's going on? You're in a healing line. The person in front of you and next to you gets healed. You're standing there going, what about me, God? I know none of you do. I do at times. It's like, wait a minute. I was first. Time out. I had him first. I had, you know what I love about God? Right now he's moving in this place and all over this planet. 
right? There's already been places he's moved throughout continents on the same day. Why? Because he's God. He can do that. I just want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you. I don't care where you're at in that. God's delay in this thing doesn't mean it's his denial. Your miracle is dormant for a reason. God is fixing, as they say in Texas, about ready to do something. He is going to do something. And you're going to get news from home. Your miracle's dead. And Jesus is going to turn to you. If you listen, he's going to turn to you and say this. Hey, don't worry about it. Just have faith. Your child's not dead. She's just sleeping. She's just sleeping. See, it's contrary sometimes to our understanding of Scripture that God can work when something's sleeping because we want something instantaneous. Right? Life, to me, is full of sleeping moments that then when they happen are instantaneous. Right? But we want it, I prayed and it's going to happen. Karen and I prayed for her grandmother for 20 years. And her granddad, get, or her, her parents, they get sick, they have to have a housekeeper, the housekeeper's a Christian, leads them to the Lord. After 20 years, we've been praying for them. I want to tell you something. You may be the answer to somebody's prayer because God is using this season of dormancy. When I was in California for the 15 years and on the West Coast, we didn't have really rough winters. And one of the reasons we were hesitant to ever move to Colorado is we, I grew up in Illinois. I was worried about, you know, it being below zero, wind blowing this way, and it really like, I call it snot bubble freezing weather. And so I did not like the winter. Colorado winters aren't that bad. But there's a necessary thing in all of creation of a wintertime, a dormancy, so that it can bring forth fruit. And yet we don't like dormancy. We like flowers and blooms and blossoms and bees pollinating. And all of a sudden, little fruit appears. And we like that. It's awesome. And then later on, after the fruit's picked, the leaves fall off. And we don't like leaves falling off. We don't like dormancy. We don't like delay. We think somehow God's not going to work in the midst of that. I want to tell you something. God, no matter if there's news from home, mocking of others, Hold on to what God's word to you is because he wants to move. And then I love this. The end of this, he turns to them and says, don't tell anybody. What the heck is going on? Jairus' name means diffuser of light. He's one that gets light and then passes it on. He's a leader of a synagogue. He's one that gives light and passes it on. And Jesus is telling him, to not tell anybody, you know why? Because somebody else is gonna be the bearer of the news of your miracle. I believe the evangelist in this family became a little 12-year-old. They got healed or basically raised from the dead and she became the one that spoke out the word of the Lord in that family. Sometimes we're like, we don't understand what God's doing. It seems contrary to our belief. It seems contrary to what we've been taught sometimes. We need to be untaught because Jesus said it. Jesus said, be quiet. See, I I thought we were supposed to be the evangelists. Jesus told them, don't speak. We don't have time to get in the why. There was a reason because they were going to kill him sooner if they knew about all of his miracles. 
and in the timing of God, he knew. But I just want to encourage you, if God is asking you to do something, no matter how crazy it seems, Ezekiel prophesied of dead skeletons. Can these bones live, he says? Ezekiel, I love his response. He, you know what I would be? I'd be like, yeah, they could live. Come on, let's do it. He turns to Jesus and goes, only you know, Lord. Why? Because it can't happen in the natural. And God is asking something of you this morning. He's been asking something of you to hold on, contrary to what others are saying, the mockings of people, the family members that are even saying it can't happen, and the delay in your miracle. God is saying, hold on, because I've spoken something to you that's unique to you, because I want my glory done through you.